This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. Today's Gospel tells the story of Jesus overturning the tables of the money changers in the temple, but in some ways it's a tale of three temples. The first temple we hear about is, of course, the temple building, the one that was standing in Jerusalem, the centerpiece of religion, culture, what N.T. Wright has described as the heartbeat of Jerusalem. The temple was the place where God and people met. It was the place of pilgrimage and procession, of incense and intrigue. It's in this area that Jesus enters and causes a disruption. The Gospel of John places the cleansing of the temple early in the Gospel, setting the tone for all that follows. Jesus has the disciples recall Jesus' prophecy, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. This brings us to the second temple. In today's Gospel, Jesus speaks of the temple of his body. He speaks of himself as a temple because it is in him that God meets humanity in Jesus, that God is known and loved and worshipped, through Jesus, that God makes possible sacrifice, intercession, forgiveness, and eternal life. Through the cross and resurrection, Jesus restores and purifies and makes holy the temple, the temple that he is, which indeed is raised up on the third day. And so we have this first temple in Jerusalem made of stone, and the second temple, the body of Jesus Christ. But I think there may be a third temple in today's gospel. It's the temple of the imagination. And perhaps in Jesus's day and in ours, this third temple can be just as strong, if not stronger, than the other two. Before the actual temple in Jerusalem was built by Solomon, there was the dream and desire to locate God, to have a place that could be special to God and for God. And so after years of waiting and praying, God allowed Solomon to build. The temple became many things for many people. For some, it was the source of income. Certainly the taxes sustained a lot of different people, not just the temple priests. But for others, to be associated with the temple meant prestige and protection, much like someone might join a a fancy church or cathedral in our day. And for the Romans, the temple pacified the people to a certain extent. It kept them at worship and out of trouble. As long as they couldn't see beyond the incense, they would be blind to injustice. This third temple, the temple of the imagination, had grown into much more than a physical space for meeting God, part symbol, part magic. For some, it had replaced God. It became a kind of God, which brings all this talk of temples home to us. The gospel today invites us to think about the temples and temple-like things in our lives. Are there things that have become for us like temples, things that get in the way of God's presence? Are there temples of our own making that need to be cleansed or knocked down altogether? Are there thoughts or opinions or ideas that God would try to overturn within us or around us this season? Have we perhaps inherited temples from others 
learning from the church in some way particular habits or attitudes that need to be cleansed or or thrown out? What aspects of my life might God be trying to overturn this Lenten season? As the people of God in this place and from this place of Holy Trinity, let us give thanks for our various temples, the the beautiful building from which we're able to pray, the temple of Christ that was raised from the dead and brings us rising with him, but also, especially in this season, let us be mindful of the need to cleanse and renew and sometimes tear down and let rise again this third temple, the temples of our imaginations, of our hearts, of our own constructs, as we follow our Lord and friend Jesus, who died and rose again and shows us the way forward. Let us pray. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Calvin Dutois sings a song especially appropriate for today. It's entitled Turning Over Tables by the contemporary group called The Brilliance. Love is turning over tables, breaking all the chains. When I see you in the stranger, no longer the same. Turning over tables, tearing the walls,
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.